So welcome, 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 so welcome, welcome to, to No Stupid Questions. Question. Hello, Hello stupid everybody. This week welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. It's for real. It's with for real. T-Leak like, and Jay. Like no, no specific <laughs> order. I love No Stupid <laughs> Questions show. <laughs> Can we curse on the show? Do whatever it's we feel. Okay. Tanya, your question for today. No. Rah, rah, like All right. So, question. Stupid Jay. question. Jay. No stupid question. Welcome to this episode. Of My first question is, who are you? No stupid question. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the No Stupid Question Show, the show where you have two smart people, and that would be T Leak. Hey and jag and one stupid question or so we think the third person is killing me <laughs> jag yeah sometimes you know they i used to talk about people who talk in the third person <laughs> usually they're boxers or some other athlete and it gets to be pretty funny <laughs> okay but yes All it's right. me well, jag. jag is him <laughs> right. for those it of you me. who have not listen to the no stupid question show which is a problem you need to well, listen and send well, it to your friends but before and you send say it that, to their welcome friends. welcome 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 we haven't said that in a while actually if you haven't listened before we hope you enjoy today i have a question for jag which is is very aligned with conversations we have had in the past and it is very current with our situation as i'll call it is the stress of COVID-19 more deadly than COVID-19 itself? Absolutely. Oh. That's my answer. Oh, well, I think I know. So you you have to, I, we, we have to give you a little uh, caveat here. Jag and I have co-presented on the topic of stress and its That's right. impacts. So it is good that we're aligned on our answer because I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that, you know, there's going to be some long-term consequences to, to what we're dealing with in terms of isolation, in terms of work habits, in terms of what we're calling social distancing, which a lot of people in the early days were trying to get people to call physical distancing because the concept of social distancing is actually not positive, obviously. You don't want a social distance. That's that's the, the thing that we say is such a bad thing about technology, right? Is that it distances us socially and removes us from, from one another. We lose physical touch and, and the benefits of that. So I think there are a lot of things and we can kind of pick those apart as we go, but what you had absolutely, what was the first thing that came to your mind? Was it personal? Was it something you've seen? Well, and, and so let's be clear. You talked about deaths. Um, the question was deaths. It wasn't, was it more harmful? You said it was more deadly, which makes the question a little bit harder because we have had 670,000 plus people die in the U.S. from COVID-19. And I don't want to, I mean, that's a lot of people. Let's, let's make that clear. So COVID-19 is very deadly in and of itself. What we don't measure is the number of people who have suffered, who have been stressed out because of, you know, all of the things around COVID-19. And unfortunately, some of those have, have died too. And we don't, we don't ever capture that. But I do think it's, it's more deadly. I do think there are people who have suffered mentally, emotionally, physically, 
in ways that it's going to be hard to, to comprehend. But I always think the stress and the emotions around the negative event, that always surpasses the event itself. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. To use an analogy, we just, we just passed 9-11, right? And 9-11 was a very tragic event in U.S. history. But if you think about what we have suffered because of the mm. threat of 9-11, yeah. I think that far surpasses, and I'm not trying to discount any of the deaths that, that occurred on, on the actual day of 9-11, but, the, but what we have suffered since that time, which includes entering into a war where many more people died, it's no comparison. And I think the same, I guess I don't have the empirical data, and I'm admitting <gasps> that, but I think you- the same is true. The same is true about the stress surrounding COVID-19. How many people have lost their livelihoods, have become depressed, have maybe taken their own lives, have made some poor decisions, substance abuse? How many, how many of those people are out there because of the stress and the strain of the COVID-19 situation? And, and that's, yeah, that's where, and I think you make some excellent, excellent points and, and great analogy with other events. I, I think that, and you and I have talked about this, that stress is one of the most under-acknowledged, under-appreciated, under-measured. You know, when you talk about the data, I think part of it is that stress is so difficult to measure and, and be quantifiable and get exact about it so that you can really kind of have some numbers. But I think it is one of the most undervalued contributors to ultimately deaths, to your point, because when you talk about the things that you're talking about, depression, substance abuse, et cetera, and whether it results in suicide or some condition, heart-related or other conditions um, that have organs failing, you know, things that can lead you to eat more, leading to obesity and diabetes. And I mean, all of these things actually have you know, potentially mortal effective um, consequences. So yeah, I, I think that it is one of those things where we really need to look at what we're doing to, because of what you said, if there's, that there's this history that we can look back on, how do we not be short-sighted and just, you know, look at the deaths that we are having now, but also look down the road and put in place, you know, programming or solutions, other solutions that can actually make a difference uh, for some of the long, those long-term potential fatalities. So do we want to talk about that? Do we want to make this a more, since we are in full agreement, I think it, I think it is interesting to, to talk about what are some of those things? And I, I do want to mention before we kind of move off of it, you know, I mean, Black folks have died disproportionately from COVID itself. Correct. And then if you look at, and this is, this is one example of sort of this very nuanced contributor to longer term impacts. The fact that we were all in quarantine put us all on social media more and you know, there are some people who, again, not measured, but there are some people who will say that, you know, Black Lives Matter and some of these other major movements have have come. And, 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 the, and, and to be honest, some of the things that have spurred them on have been these videos that we're seeing over and over again on social media. And, 
the 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 trauma and the micro stressors uh, that come from that, that is dealing with that on an ongoing basis is is significant. And we've talked before about PTSD specifically, but I think that there is anytime you look at a video where something happens um, that is, um, I mean, whether it's a movie, <laughs> a fictional account, or you know, a real account, and real accounts tend to you know hit you a little harder. It does. It does have have an impact on you, on your psyche, on, on all of that. So I do want to, you know, just kind of call out to people of color that, unfortunately, just like other things, it's going to hit us harder. Yeah. And so we need to be, you know, I talked about stress being sort of under acknowledged, underappreciated. We need to acknowledge and appreciate the fact that that fact, and and go maybe that extra step to really intentionally do some things to release to make ourselves better well you know it's interesting that there was one thing in there I, I sort of disagreed with you said that the real things impact us harder and you know logically I think that may be true but our minds are primitive to some extent and images that we feed our minds will elicit a response and even sometimes when you know those images are not real, the same response is elicited. I mean, that's what makes scary movies such such an attraction because you know the stuff on the movie is not going to happen to you. But when you see it and the anticipation of it, you get that same response as if you were the one running from Jason or, or Freddie. And I, some of our listeners may not know that Jason... <laughs> Friday the 13th and Freddy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Classic, scary movie. Yes, classics, classics. But but, you know, it brings to mind this this Julius Caesar quote, William Shakespeare, Julius Caesar. A coward dies a thousand deaths, but the valiant tastes the death but once. And, you know, my dad used to always say some version of that to me. And, And of course, he was trying to get me to overcome my fears. And his point was that, you believe these bad things are going to happen and you die over and over from your belief that these bad things are going to happen. Mm. If you get rid of that belief, then bad things probably will not happen to you. And in, in this case, as an extreme, you would only die one time as opposed to dying over and over and over because of things you make up in your mind. COVID-19 has been, you know, there've been people that have been afraid to go out, afraid to get close to people. When people get close to them, they get anxious and rightfully so, because uh, again, over 670,000 people have died of this virus. But, and I'm not calling anyone a coward. Uh, my point is that the perceived danger is oftentimes greater than the actual danger. And the perceived danger will make our minds believe that and react in a way as if the actual danger has occurred. So it's tough. I mean, we really do have to be mindful of the images we see on TV, on social media, of the things we listen to, because whereas your logical mind may be able to distort the difference between the two or distinguish the difference between the two, again, we, we have some primal basic instincts that you can't override. And we need to pay attention to that when we're trying to protect our mental health, uh, which plays into our physical health and and everything else. So 
I am going to come back at you, but before I do, because I have, well, it, I have it wouldn't to, be the no stupid question show if you didn't. <laughs> so one is that I, as you know, am a big fan of eliminating as much as possible unnecessary stress. And by unnecessary stress, I mean what you, what your dad was teaching you, which I think is fantastic, that the boogeyman that you can make up is probably worse than the boogeyman that, that actually exists. There's, there's a lot of stuff that we make up in our minds that is, and, and it is usually based on experiences and, and, and things that we have seen that sort of pushes us in that direction of, of having that fear. I would stand behind the, the real versus the fictional in that what's interesting about the real right now is there's a couple of things. One is that the real tends to be shown again and again and again. And so we see it constantly and over and over. So it's, it's, it is, you know, the, the exposure, so to your point, that reaction that we're having becomes more chronic, becomes more consistent. And there is something to, you know, and, and I think I mentioned I'm reading Matthew Walker's book, Why We Sleep, talking about how the brain is remarkably intelligent, excuse the, what seems like a a stupid, stupid statement. <laughs> you know, we we deal in stupid questions. The, stupid the brain is intelligent. So. Right. The brain is just a quite amazing and remarkable invention, depending on what <laughs> what faith you come from. And you know, there is this 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 filter, particularly in terms of memory, in terms of things that are needed on a long term basis and things that are not. And so, when you get into now, this is aside from any, you know, perhaps mental conditions that, you, you know, you may be suffering from, but yeah, in, in healthy operation, ideally the brain will filter out in your memory the things that are not necessary for you to, exactly as we talked about, you know, it starts from that primal uh, need to survive. Okay. So I, I actually found that really fascinating. It was in the chapter I was listening to um, just uh, the other day. And so given those two things, which is we're seeing the reality in, in you know, we see it again and again and again. George Floyd is, you know, the example that I can come back to. I mean, I, I don't know how many times they showed that video. I mean, hell, you were talking about 9-11. They showed that video probably, you know, I, I don't even know. I I've, would always turn away because I'm from New York and, you know, the that sort of it's almost like it's constantly banging on you. Whereas the fictional um, stuff, unless you choose to <laughs> watch it again and again, which I think comes back to what you're saying is, you know, make the choice in both instances, you should make the choice to try to, you know, minimize, but certainly, you know, with a lot of the fictional stuff, you can kind of choose. And then on top of that, if, you're, if your brain is, is helping you out a little bit, um, but to your point, I mean, we're seeing enough and, and it almost seems as if the, the reality, the, the real situations that we're being bombarded with are always these really ridiculously traumatic things. And, and then if you add to that what's going on in this country in particular with regard to separation and, and divide and, and the way in which we're communicating with one another, which is just 
it's sad for me and it's you know i see a lot of defensiveness especially when you look on social media I, I actually i have to bring this up because this is current right now but you know Nicki minaj and her whole uh why you want to bring up Nicki minaj i it's enough people bringing up Nicki minaj and giving her a mouth a platform to speak from but anyway go ahead say what you want to well, say well what so now but that's interesting because I think that that's the problem is right her her thing is she said something that she heard and you know people are saying whether they're making their decision as to whether or not she knew it was true or whatever right my thing is have a conversation with her I feel like people are coming for her or they're gunning with her right, right. it's we not we're not having a conversation anymore nothing is a conversation everything is you either as soon as it comes out there's no hey open curiosity you know question let's see why she let's said just that. throw darts at it or let's you know run to her rescue and i think that's that's and i listened to she had i guess a, a live that she did and i i actually feel that she she felt wronged and part of why she felt wronged is that you know people were jumping to these conclusions and what's interesting is i think that is actually very very dangerous I don't know if I'm going to go to the extent of saying it's deadly, but I think the situation that COVID put us in from a stress perspective, from an isolation perspective, from a confinement perspective, people feel like they're, you know, imprisoned, right? And they're alone and they're stressed and anxious. That is a powder kick, you know, mm -hmm. and something's going to blow. And we've seen it like trying to, I guess, let off steam in various arenas, but we haven't really sort of, I mean, obviously we're still in the situation. So it's, it's kind of building up. And so I, I really worry about that. And I think that's, that's also sort of my answer to is, is the, where we are with COVID more deadly than, than COVID itself, the stress. Well, I mean, it's interesting you bring that up because that that is, I mean, obviously she made a covert related comment and there have been numerous instances where, I don't know, you feel, I guess you you said a couple of points there that I wanted to to, to respond to. And I guess they all getting jumbled in my head right now. <laughs> but what, what, I, what I wanted to say was that some of the misinformation around COVID, which to me is the COVID situation, is directly linked to the deadliness of what surrounds COVID. I mean, people are making vaccination decisions and I don't want to go into that because, you know, there's a lot, there's, there's, a, there's a lot in that and we don't have enough time on this show. But the situation, as you said, is one of jump to conclusions and be on and, and, dig, and dig in your ground, dig, dig your ground, dig your stance, stay in your stance and not- Dig your heels in, I think you were looking for. Yeah, that was dig your heels in, thank you. Um, <laughs> All right, it's late. <laughs> and you know it's it's putting us in a bad situation because people are ill-informed and it's hurting some people it's definitely hurting some people I, I mean I you hear about the people who take a stance on the vaccine and some of them end up catching the virus and dying and you know you, you have to feel like and then their family says well they just didn't know it's a sad situation so somehow people have to figure out a way to, to get around that. One way to get around it is to going back to Nicki Minaj is I think you ought to listen to experts. I'm a Nicki Minaj fan. I love her music. I will listen to her music, 
but I'm not taking health advice from her. And, well, and, the, and the funny thing is, it, <laughs> I don't know if it's health advice, but anyway, I, let me not, let's not go down the Nicki Minaj path. I, I think that what you're, what you're talking about in terms of the way in which information is, and we've talked about this on other shows. I mean, are we in a post-facts society? Right. Um, because I, I, I feel that this, this dynamic that I talked about, which is that people are just kind of, they're just waiting to just jump on each other. It leads to an inability. Well, actually, it's interesting, right? Because stress is not only the outcome, but it's the cause, right? So we call you know, stress causes you stress. <laughs> right. And I think similarly, the fact that we're so combative leads to an inability to discuss things and allow the facts to come out. But similarly, because the facts haven't come out, we become more anxious, which leads to combativeness. And so, so I feel like there is a cycle that we have to figure out how to break. And, and again, I, and I've said this on many other shows before, especially at this time, is we have to be more sensitive and patient with one another at this time. Everybody's on edge. What happens when you're on edge? Is that yeah. your best time to communicate? You're, no. you're in constant, you're in constant fight or flight mode. Yes. Stress is causing you the inability to to process information i mean literally right fight or flight was supposed to be about survival physical physical survival right so your blood is not going to your brain you're going on automatic with your brain your muscles are what's being powered right so again not a good place to be to have conversations, to think things through. Right. And so it just puts us back at this place that kind of takes us in this, and, and we've got to break that. We've got to be more patient with one another. And what does that require? That requires that we stop and take a breath before we post something on social media, before we respond to somebody um, especially on social media, but in person as well, right? Especially on a hot topic, on COVID-19, on Black Lives Matter, on anti-racism, on a lot of the things that we've covered in these past shows, on critical race theory, on all of these things that are spinning people up and causing them to not be able to communicate. Right, right. So T-League, I think, you know, our next show has to be a lighthearted show because <laughs> I, I'm wondering if, if, if we're going to have to be part of the solution. Are we to contributing? Okay. Are I we love contributing? it. You know, so I, I do laughter yoga. So, you know, I'm ready. Our Let's next show, it. our next show has to be a lighthearted show because I don't, I don't want people getting in fight or flight mode because they listen to the no stupid <laughs> question show. I want well, them to listen. We, we always, you and I, you know, sometimes I may not listen. I may kind of just interrupt you. <laughs> For the most part, you and I try to walk the talk, right? We have fun at the same time that we're discussing and potentially debating right. um, an issue. And I think, I think, I think this is a model. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I don't think it's a bad thing either to have a more lighthearted uh, take on something. We'll figure out what. If you guys have 
uh, things you want to talk about that are totally off the beaten path, the latest Marvel, what if cartoon, the something. Tell, tell us what you want to talk about. I don't know. Jag's making a face. We'll see. No, the only face I'm making is how do, how do, how do we wrap this show? What do, what do we, what do we tell? I mean, it sounds to me like when you were talking about what we need to do, it sounds like we need to take a social media vacation. Ooh, I but always think I don't, that's a good idea. I don't know if, you know, we're going to convince people to do that. Okay. So, so maybe we can convince people before you type your characters in response to something, take a moment and breathe. Take a moment and count to 10. Don't start typing right away when you read something. Take a moment of reflection before you respond. Some advice I was given by a partner that I used to work with when I was doing consulting. Are you no longer consulting? I'm always a consultant. Okay, that's what <laughs> I just thought, what, what my topic, when I was doing IT consulting, let's put it that way. Okay. So um, he said, make it about you. And um, the, the thing that he would always say is that even if I, so I'm going to, you know, use my, my not great terms. I'm going to say, if I thought something somebody said was stupid, make it about me. I'm confused. And then if you're going to ask a question, try to not make the question an accusation. Okay. Really seek to understand. Okay. And let me let me say that one more time. Seek to understand. And as my girlfriend would say, Dancing Lion, seek to overstand. Man, so, you, took the words out. you took the word. I was coming back with that. Oh, you Jeez. would come back with overstand? Because <laughs> I get that from KRS-One. I didn't, I didn't get that oh, from the girlfriend. Oh, well, maybe she, maybe she got it from <laughs> Anyway, just I want you, I want, let that be the last thing that I suggest. Seek to understand whether it be in social media, in person, on email, whatever. Really let it be about us trying to overstand each other. And that requires you over. Now that's, not, that's not standing over each other. That's, there's right. a difference. <laughs> so let's, let's be clear. There's a difference. It is the, the pinnacle of understanding. There we go. So I think that's a good way to wrap it. I don't know if there's anything else that needs to be said. Just, we're going we gonna to make you guys laugh next, next show. There you go. No stupid questions show. You can ask any question that you want or don't ask no stupid ass questions. <laughs>